A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From 
from the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed, and this is a special edition of Force Center Reacts. We like to break this show out, Joseph, every time we have something in the Star Wars galaxy to react to. That's right, when something needs a sudden, immediate reaction. Ken Napsack, Joseph, Joseph Scrimshaw here to talk to you about Star Wars Rebels Twin Sons. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is a this is a review of Rebels, something we don't do yeah. often. We do in bits and pieces here and there. Yeah, I think on Spotlight Star Wars, I'll do a little bit, uh, maybe talk more. Usually, I've just seen the episode when I'm recording. Yeah, hungover on a Saturday. Yeah, and sometimes we touch base on the main show. Uh, I think you know regular listeners know that we get the main shows out. Sometimes we record a couple at a time, so we mm-hmm. have a little bit of a lag. And this was one when I saw this episode, I knew it would be big. Yeah. But it was even bigger than I thought it could possibly be. There's always a bigger fish, and this was the biggest fish <laughs> I've seen in a long time. And I was like, this can't wait. This, this cannot wait. Well, when I saw the episode, I saw the episode a couple of days early, um, thanks to uh, my job at Collider. And when I finished it, my internal words, didn't say them out loud, but my internal words were like, oh, I can't wait to discuss this one with Scrimshaw. Nice. There's a lot of stuff there. I yeah. think there's a lot to unpack and a lot to interpret, and yes. a lot to have fun to break down and interpret, and I think that's part of the design of this episode. Absolutely. I think the Rebels team was very aware of some of the things they were doing in this episode. Yeah, yeah. I've been on more and more lately mm-hmm. about tip of the iceberg storytelling in Star Wars, and okay. that, that is what first drew us in, going way back to A New Hope, and just the Clone Wars get mentioned with no context to what they are. So right. we run around in our playgrounds, and now our playgrounds are the internet and podcasts, <laughs> and this was really tip of the iceberg Star Wars storytelling, where it gave us stuff. Yeah. To really play with. There there was a lot there, but let's just start overall. Now, it's no secret. We have sometimes, how we say, a complicated relationship with Rebels. But again, <laughs> we enjoy that it's on every week. And we enjoy that we have this. And, uh, you know, the, the sometimes the, the issue issue I ha- have with Rebels, and I hate using that term issue. It sounds so serious, Joseph. Yeah. But uh, you know, the thing that crosses my mind is... You kind of some you can't have it both ways at times. If you're like, hey, this is a silly show where a droid's going to sing in space, and we're going to have a lot of fun, and it's on Disney XD now, and it's kids, and then also have these big giant moments that are important to the Star Wars story, so that when people of our ilk sit there and go, well, why why is that droid in space singing? Well, it's a kid's show, but the Rebel Alliance just <laughs> formed with Mon Mothma in front of us. So it kind of sometimes I don't know which way the show's going to go week to week. Yeah. You know? And I think that the show hasn't made a real mission statement, or maybe the mission statement has changed a little bit yeah. over time. Yeah. Uh, because I, I feel like the Clone Wars animated series was an anthology series mm-hmm. of many different events that happened during the Clone Wars. Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka are clearly, overall, the main characters. Yeah. And it swung in a pendulum that fans were familiar with from George Lucas, from kind of just weird and wacky to deep philosophical. Mm-hmm. So, like, I understood the mission statement and the shape of Clone Wars, and I sometimes don't understand what's the intended mission statement of Rebels. Right, and that's fair. And look, Clone Wars was originally, the hope was that it might end up on like a Fox a primetime animation and yeah. it could have got a little bit more serious things done. And there's some dark tones in Clone Wars fitting to stay with the dark tone yeah. of Revenge of the Sith and some of the stuff in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, Rebels, look, I, we make the jokes about Disney XD, but that does mean they have to meet a certain certain criteria yeah. to, to have it play on a Saturday morning or this season, a Saturday night, yeah. after the kids take their naps. <laughs> um, so I get it. So when I criticize, I, 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 I hope that I seem as though I'm fully aware of what I'm 
criticizing. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I don't, I don't even see it necessarily as criticizing because I do mm-hmm. like all of the individual ingredients. It's just sometimes yes. I don't understand, like, why did you serve me right. pizza uh, with this weird salad? At the, <laughs> on on top of it, on like, top of it, yeah, or this pizza with like a donut in the yeah. middle of it, and maybe it, and sometimes it's like, oh, now I understand why you served me that. And other times I'm still like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't, I, understand. I ate it, I enjoyed it, but yeah. I'm not sure what I ate. Not sure what I ate. I'm gonna eat again next week. Yeah. So uh, all that to say, what we're setting up again is, is uh, this was easily one of the better yes. Rebels episodes. Had yes. some of the biggest, most important moments that Rebels has put out there. And overall, I think just a, just a, a, a home run for me. Yes. Uh, just maybe my home run doesn't travel as far as your home run, I think. Yeah. But I think we're in the same ballpark. That's a lot of sports references. Kids. Yeah. My home run is that gif where Vader hits the ball and accidentally blows up the Death Star. <laughs> like, this is, yeah, this was Love amazing it. for me. I think yeah. an amazing episode of Rebels yeah. beyond just all of the it one and mall stuff. An amazing episode of Rebels. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes they go just in their shooting style mm-hmm. more cinematic and yes. sometimes they go more episode of the week on a television show and i think that's very yeah. purpose driven direction yeah and this was so cinematic so i really cool. just enjoyed this episode going back to almost lucas kind of like you could watch it with the sound off and just enjoy yeah the visuals this was a uh, yeah the cinematic is absolutely right in some of this stuff this week and it was it was sparse in a good way yeah which to me matches thematically with Tatooine itself. Yeah. Uh, the episode, there wasn't um, a, a lot of dialogue. There wasn't the fast-paced action. It took its time. Yeah. Um, almost to a frustratingly point. Like, oh, come on, I want to see Obi-Wan. But uh, it, it was, yeah, it was all done with a great care and, and, and purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you want to get right into Obi-Wan and Maul? Or well, do you want to like the episode? Uh, here, build to it. Build, we can build to it slightly. Um, but what I will, what I want to start with you... I'll start with what what my biggest problem is, is the somewhat forced involvement of Ezra into okay. this story and Ezra on Tatooine. But at the the end result, I'll spoil the my own story here, is I'm fine with it. And they handled it in a very, very good way. Yeah. And again, I understand. You could not have had Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, Obi-Wan versus Maul, and then that is the only parts of the episode. Yeah, you just could not have done that. Ezra wondering, I wonder what's going on in that <laughs> yeah. twin sun's planet. And then we cut to Tatooine. Yeah, you had set up from almost the beginning of this arc that Ezra was going to be involved in some way. Yeah. So I, I want to make that clear. I didn't have a problem with it, but it just was a little bit of, of why that tug, tug of war I have with Rebels sometimes of, oh, I just wish this could have been Obi-Wan and Maul. I understand it's not. Uh, where do you come down on just the overall Ezra being involved and how it played out. I was fine with everything that happened in this episode. I think it was a good tip of the iceberg storytelling, like uh, I'm going to keep using that term, Yeah. Um, to make the audience wonder, what is the point of Ezra? And you mm-hmm. could, if, if you're critical, you could take that as a metacritical <laughs> real-world state statement yeah. or as a what is his journey in the Star Wars galaxy what is the point of him as a force user because they've got those lines from obi-wan that that you shouldn't be here seems cheeky yeah but also like like obi-wan has been meditating and he has a sense of what ezra's path is and what ezra's part in this journey is so i liked that his encounter with obi-wan raised that question and invites Mm -hmm. uh the audience and all of the podcasters to ask Oh, what is his journey? Because we still haven't figured it out. Very clearly, uh, Obi-Wan says, and Joseph, let's just throw the dessert and vegetables out the window (laughs) and go straight to the steak here. Um, You know, 
Obi-Wan says, Maul has altered the course. Great yeah. Scott, Marty. You're, we, <laughs> Maul has, has, has tricked you and altered the course. You're not even supposed to be here. That, that to me, was one of my favorite moments because, yes, it is a little cheeky, a little, little wink, like we know Ezra, Ezra's on the, on the, and he doesn't call him Obi-Wan. He's, and, and Stephen Stanton voices Ben Kenobi. Yep. Clearly. In the in credits. That was credit. very nice. Um, I want to start there with you there on, on, on Obi-Wan addressing Ezra. Yeah, like why he yeah, tells him you, that? What did you get out of that? I got out of that the when I, we can talk about this more. Obi Wan's clear vision that of who Luke is, what Luke's purpose is, and not any sort of like oh, Obi Wan finds out that there's another young Jedi, yeah. and all he needs is some Jedi and get a bunch of Jedi together, and we'll take care of the Sith. Right. That it's not about people with four skills, and if we can get five or six. People with four skills, mm-hmm. I'll go find Ahsoka and Yoda, and we'll go take out Palpatine. That richer idea that mm. it's fated, it's destiny, it's not just force, force skills, yeah. but there's something special about this relationship and about the identity of Luke. So I got him kind of doubling down on that of like, it's real nice that you can use the force, and I'm yeah. sure you're good at it, but you are useless <laughs> in, this, in the big picture, or, yeah. or you have a different role to play in yeah. this big picture. Which raises again, like I said, the purpose of Ezra and, and, and his fate. And, yeah. And I know there were some original drafts watching the uh, excellent uh, edition of Rebels Recon on Star Wars uh, official YouTube channel. Uh, it's great stuff. There were some people there. How original drafts had Kane in there as well. Okay. And I think that would have not worked to what you're saying because then then Obi Wan would have been like, all right, we I got my point guard, I got my shooting guard. Now I yeah. need to go find my forwards, <laughs> and I got my team back, and we'll take care of this. That's an excellent point. That's yeah. not what that's about. I also thought I liked just Ezra being there because it raised the questions of he was saying out loud, mm-hmm. "I want to go save this Jedi Master." Yeah, the most connection he could have with Obi Wan is obsessing over that holocron, obsessing right. over that uh, message, that old message from Obi Wan voice beautifully by James Arnold Taylor. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, I kind of like the interpretation that Ezra is lying to himself that he's going there to save or meet or find or recruit Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. But this is more about his obsession with Maul. Yeah. That I, he has I, made mistakes and he keeps getting close to Maul and he keeps saying, oh, I opened this literal Pandora's box with yeah. the holocrons. I got to go do something to stop it. But almost more like he's just kind of keeps wanting to look at this dark vision, this dark master, and yeah. kind of put his hand close to the fire and see what happens. <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. Which, so I thought he was there but because of his obsession with Maul, not to save Obi-Wan, I, ultimately. I, yeah, and I agree with that, too, because that, that was what was, I think, established early on. I think a lot of us uh, might be somewhat disappointed as, as Rebel fans that Ezra didn't go darker. Not that I ever thought he was going to become a Sith or a Dark Jedi or that whole Maul is his master type of thing. Yeah. But, but they teased it so well yeah. that it kind of, you know, it almost is like Ezra's, you know, clapping his hands going, well, clean, that's good, Maul's gone. <laughs> um, but I agree there's something deeper, darker there, and that's why Maul is able to man- manipulate him. It is yeah. about Ezra and Maul's connection, uh, a dangerous connection, and, and uh, Obi-Wan just happens to be in the middle of that for Ezra. Yeah. yeah, I also think that in those moments, I totally interpreted it as Obi Wan just straight up lying to Ezra, as Obi Wan is wont to do. Yeah. yeah, like that he feels like, and sometimes he's hyperbole and half truth. And I feel mm-hmm. like in in those scenes with Ezra, he is lying to him that there is no great purpose to be found here. Right. So when they when Ezra and Maul looked at the holocrons together, Maul yeah. is looking for Kenobi. 
Ezra's looking for the secret of destroying the Sith, I think most fans interpreted that as like, oh, he saw the Twin Sons, he saw Tatooine. Right. Ezra's going to find out about Luke. Right, which would have, yes. When I feel like Kenobi is just plain old line to him about like, oh, the Twin Sons thing, that was just about Maul wanting to kill me. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with destroying the Sith. Yeah. Because I don't want you involved in this at all, kid. Doesn't want anyone to know. I mean, clearly, I mean, with Rex saying, hey, Senator Organa confirmed Obi-Wan died a long time ago. Yeah. This is still, and yeah, I know Rogue One, clearly Mon Mothma knows at some point, but that makes some sense to me. Yeah. I have no problem with that. So yeah, I, I, told, I think you're right. I think Obi-Wan is, is up until the moment that Maul figures it out, is, is still playing a shell game here. Yep. But hey, nothing to see here. Move along, folks. Yeah, and maybe that, yeah, maybe that half-truth of, Ezra, you're, I, I have seen a different destiny for you, and it is truly elsewhere, and it doesn't yeah. involve Luke Skywalker, but also I'm protecting Luke Skywalker, so I'm going to yeah. tell you half a truth. And half a bald-faced lie about those holocrons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. And, uh, and again, I wonder if, uh, how much Chopper knows now that we get it. <laughs> this was Chopper's episode. Man, Let's that talk shot Chopper. where he looks back and forth. Yes. Uh, I, I, you know, the, the biggest love story to me of Rebels is my relationship with Chopper. <laughs> I have a complicated one. Oh, no. I, now that we know Tatooine has many moons, yeah. many moons ago, I yeah. complained about Chopper and got some uh, fans mad on, on the internet. Right. Because he was the cute fart bot at the very yes. beginning of... Of uh, of rebels for to fill out that Disney checkbox. He's a he, <laughs> he you know was. he he should be singing and helping birds get princesses ready for things at the very beginning of Rebels, and then he became a little a little sociopath. He and is. I liked him. He is. Yeah, and and nobody respects him because he's yeah. this broken down old robot from the Clone Wars that was rescued by Hera. Sometimes yeah. Hera appreciates him. Sometimes she takes him for granted, and he hates it. And like this robot's getting complicated. And is it just me? I mean, this more than any other episode, you could almost you know he, you hear his voice. You know, I mean, he's talking. Yeah, I mean, as, as droids do, but instead of it's like I don't know. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> are you sure about that, Ezra? It's just more clear, clear yeah. which actually worked for me in this episode. And that that decision mm-hmm. that very beautifully shot decision that was evocative of 3PO and R2 mm-hmm. to go on a suicide walk yeah with Ezra yeah and then i mean that really worked to make you feel like Ezra is really crossing some lines yeah. when it looks like he has killed chopper the fart bot and 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 to uh to to um see uh to see Chopper potentially die. Not that we thought that was ha- going to happen, but to see that moment, that was that was beautifully done too. And 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 how we just—I was watching it again this morning, yeah—and was just uh, there's they, there's some subtle stuff there where where S is trying to shake Chopper and his body's Chopper's body's just loosely swinging, yeah. And it's like, oh man, we, it's like dogs. You know, we think dogs are people. That if I lived in this scenario yeah I, i'd probably grow very very close to my astromech droid yeah. and i can i can really connect it was a sweet sweet sad moment uh which also makes me uh, a missed opportunity with poor r4 going unceremoniously in sith but yeah uh, <laughs> there so yeah so you're right chopper for the first time since the episode he went looking for his leg uh across the board i, I had no problems with chopper and i, and I like chopper yeah Still a fart bot, but I like him. Oh, his fart days are behind him. He's a meaningful sociopath droid to me, and I'm it might, maybe my favorite character on Rebels. <laughs> Probably a little too far, but I, I really, truly do love him, and I love what they've done with him. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So this is Maul's send-off. Yeah. This is a character that, in story, uh, you know, 30-plus years, mm-hmm. he's an old man, too. Yeah. And it's easy to forget that. Yeah. He's been around a while, too. Yeah. Trying to do the math on Obi-Wan's age from well, Phantom Menace, early 20s in story. Yeah. Um, it's not too far off. We joke about Alec Guinness to Ewan McGregor from Sith yeah. to New Hope. You know, it's not too far off. And there's that line straight up in the Ahsoka novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's been long enough now if you haven't read the Ahsoka novel. Yeah. Uh, apologies for this little spoiler. We have some interludes. One of them's with Obi-Wan, and he's meditating, and he's getting down on his knees, and they're creaking, and he's going... Man, this place is hard on yeah. the body. So they just straight up put uh, kind of the old fan joke into canon that right. Tatooine's rough on people. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Maul, I love, I love where Maul is in this episode. Yeah, it is. It is uh, not the ending that you might have thought was coming. 
going back even to, let's say, if you go back to Phantom Menace and say, hey, Maul survives in some weird way. Yeah. You know, this is, this is I, I would not have taken the character in this direction, which is why I'm not writing for Rebels or Clone Wars. <laughs> uh, I really like where this ends up, and this is a broken character. This yeah. This is a broken Maul. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that we will get to Obi-Wan, but obviously he's on point in so many ways in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh and he has that direct line of like, if you have, if all you have is mm-hmm. revenge, you have nothing. You have nothing. And I feel like that is the moment, that is the idea. I feel like as a mall fan, it could have been highlighted a little bit more, but that is ultimately, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan hands us the theme statement for the life of Darth Maul. Trained from birth for revenge. Yeah. And then, you know, he, this is, li- it's literally all he has left. He's tried to get. Uh, back on top of the Sith. Right. And that has not worked. Not worked out. That's all told in the Clone Wars and the Son of Dathomir comic. And at this point, that's is really all he has is kind of very empty revenge against Obi-Wan Kenobi. And even Maul seems to know it's kind of empty. I think Maul, uh, yes, absolutely. That's a, he says to Maul, you're defined, you define yourself by your power to take life, to dominate, to possess. And I... I I think that's the key to a good life lesson yeah. for anyone, you know, maybe even Boba Fett, maybe in all these characters. And, and, and uh, that I think Maul, in a weird way, came to die. Yes. From my point of view. I, you know, the very weird idea that came to me is mm. he is clinging to the hope of vengeance. Yes. And it's weird to say hope of vengeance because <laughs> hope's such a bright and happy word and vengeance is such yeah. a dark and awful word. But, yeah. you know, those that's what we play with in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But that, to me, is what's beautiful about his death of Obi-Wan saying, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to mend this old wound. Yeah. yeah obviously, he's, Obi-Wan is in this very peaceful place. But the fact that Obi-Wan says that to him of like, you, ha- you think you have something to live for, which is your vengeance. Right. But it, it's nothing to live for. He ends it quickly. Mm-hmm. And then holds his old enemy. <laughs> holds his enemy. And, his, and, and, and the bit of kindness that Obi-Wan shows <laughs> yeah. him yeah. is Darth Maul still in his dying breath hoping for vengeance. Of like, yeah. I never got back on top of the Sith. I right. never managed to truly kill or even really hurt mm-hmm. you that much, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. right. In a way that it, it, it might have hurt you internally, but it never affected your actions, which was my goal. Right. Uh, and, but I, I can have the hope for future vengeance. And yeah. the fact that Obi-Wan <laughs> folds that in and allows that for him of saying like, from my perspective, Luke is the hope for the future. Yeah. And sure, from your perspective, for vengeance, vengeance against your old master. And and it's true from a certain point of view. Now, the, the fight itself, and then we can maybe break off into Obi-Wan there yeah. too, but the fight itself, short, quick, sweet, and I, I really, not, having watched it now three times, loved it. Yeah. I know going in, certainly we, we all might have been expecting some kind of Phantom Menace rematch, but again, these are both older men. Mm-hmm. They, we're only, what, two years away from in story from New Hope. Yeah. So you have to you have to correct for what we see with Helen Guinness. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Maul is broken, been on this desert planet, and his soul is broken. All It just makes sense. And the fact that he, Maul... In truth, keeping what we're learning of this character never evolved past this point of vengeance. So he's going to try to defeat Obi Wan the same way he tried. He defeated Qui Gon. Yeah, and there's Obi Wan just like gotcha. 
<laughs> you know, like it, that. I there's something darkly poetic about that. It, the mall's, yeah. mall did not grow, and that led to his death. Yeah, and I think it's it it uh, shows Obi Wan's growth, and it kind of ties together uh, Revenge of the Sith to A New Hope, in that Obi Wan keeps trying to match all of these uh, angry, powerful people's power and their fury and their speed. And he can for a while. Right. But, like, ultimately, whether you like the higher ground thing or not in Revenge of the Sith, he gets himself to a place of peace. And we're just like, Mm. I know that strategically, calmly, I can beat you. Yeah. Don't push me. Don't push me. Uh, And that's how he takes out one Dark Lord with uh, Darth (laughs) Vader. And he does the same thing with with Darth Maul. I like that the fight is fast, surgical, Mm precise because that's how obi-wan is this whole time and it right. in, in this whole episode and i think it's what's so powerful is that he is so precise yeah and i also uh i've already seen people nerding out who who really know the forms yes yeah um and obviously he does his form from revenge of the sith that we've talked about yeah but then switches to qui-gon's which is which was uh first viewing didn't catch second viewing it was like wait where have i seen that stance oh yeah, yeah. And that, nice touch yeah, Just a it, real nice touch, showing the connection still between Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, which, by the way, I'm sure he still talks to Qui-Gon, you know? Yeah, I'm sure he chats him up, yeah. but And I like that it's not, you don't have to go 800 levels deep and be a super nerd about the lightsaber forms, because right. it is the exact iconic shot from Phantom Menace. It's not right. just Qui-Gon's cool pose of the lightsaber out to the side by the head straight up yeah it's also that camera push in which is yes. one of like the really cool shots of phantom menace when yeah. all three of them are ready to fight and there's a little push in it's great yeah and that's uh, beautiful and that's why i like that fight and was happy with it uh and, and hearing uh uh pablo and some other people talk about in rebels recon they're like if you if you study and talk to good sword fighters you know if, or if you could go back in time and talk to them too well, a lot of the fights are quick yeah expert sword fighters are going to make it quick it isn't going to be long out drawn out so i i know a lot of people were on uh, felt let down or wanted more i which i get because it's so cool yeah but that was a realistic emotional ending yeah that, that i wanted for that that character and for that fight yeah that i might not have known i wanted if that makes sense. kind of supports the themes and the ideas of this particular yep. episode where we as viewers, we obviously come to Star Wars because we do like the conflict. We, it's fun to see that. But in an episode that's about sort of like uh, anger and violence will get you nowhere, it's almost like a little message to the audience of like, sometimes it's just <laughs> a, just a quick lightsaber quick fight death. that has to happen, not a big yeah. violence fest. To, yeah. So we as the viewer can revel in conflict instead quick merciful yeah quick merciful death now uh, coming out of this the big question is this this chosen one oh my and that's oh where I, I really want to dig in with you and get your your uh, star wars pontificating brain on it <laughs> um i i i'll start because i i'm a, a little slower in this regard i i never i still to this day don't think there's supposed to be a clear answer if, if it's anakin or luke yeah Obi-Wan warns us time and time again and says it here, you know, truth, this point of view, it's, it's, it's what you make of it. It's, uh, you know, find your own truth. And, yeah. and, and that is what Obi-Wan does so well, we know, uh, as a character. And so I, for, from, for Maul, yeah, he's the chosen one. But yeah. Anakin still could be because he really kills Sidious for you, Maul. You know, yeah. so I love, to me, it's still open-ended. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it is all, it's certainly open-ended from the audience's perspective to yeah. look at it and pontificate about yeah. who was truly the chosen one. But this was elegant because it was about the character's perspectives. Mm-hmm. From Obi-Wan's perspective, 
the chosen one that he raised, that Qui-Gon found and believed in, was supposed to end the Sith, and instead he joined them. Right. And was beyond redemption mm-hmm. in Obi-Wan's mind. So, of course, Obi-Wan would be open to the idea that Luke Skywalker is, in fact, right. the chosen one. And we also know that Obi-Wan, as much as he's presented as meditative and at peace here, his ultimate belief is that the only way for the you, the galaxy to correct itself is for Luke to kill Vader. Mm, mm-hmm. That's what Obi-Wan wants. Right. And since the prophecy of the Chosen One was about ending the Sith yeah. and bringing balance to the Force that way, that it makes it tracks that Obi-Wan would continue to believe this is the, the person who is fated to end right. Darth Vader and Darth Sidious. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, anyone who wants to make a case for Luke, is they got a lot of evidence there. Yeah. I, st- I still go to it's Anakin, that it's Anakin's story. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is because we ultimately, I think as the audience, mm-hmm. uh, are supposed to agree with Luke. Yeah. Because Anakin's attachments made him fall. Yeah. Luke's attachments made him stronger. Obi-Wan and Yoda, even with all their meditation and their peace, were still just like, mm. but great, but Luke, what you need to do is, is just kill your father. Yeah. Or all is lost. Yeah. And Luke says, like, no, I think I can find a, a kinder, gentler way because I'm attached to him and I, and I love him. So as much as, like, I love Obi-Wan, he is my, one of my very favorite yeah, characters, ultimately part of the story of Return of the Jedi and therefore the whole mm-hmm. first six films is Luke was right. Yeah. And I think from Obi-Wan's perspective... Luke is the chosen one, yeah. but he, I think, ultimately, he hands the baton back to Anakin, and Anakin's the one who makes the choice to yeah. throw Sidious in the shaft. Literally. Complete I mean, his destiny. That's what Luke throwing down the lightsaber means, I think. It's all that. You're, you're right. You're right. So so there's a lot of hubbub about, I'm getting tweets, I'm sure you are too, yeah. about, what, is this a retcon? I'm about the chosen one. I, I, I think it is intentionally page left blank. It is a richness of character yeah. perspective, I think. Yeah. And I think if you want to go crazy fun with it, oh, you could even tell yourself, you could create some headcanon mm-hmm. that maybe Obi-Wan believes that Luke is the chosen one. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's playing with the idea, but he says it with such confidence yeah. is a kindness to Maul. Yes. Because that is absolutely what Maul wants to hear. Yes. I think the way uh, Stephen Stanton delivered mm-hmm. it beautifully, and I'm sure was directed yeah. to, is it's uh, delivered with conviction is though Obi-Wan believes it. Right. So I think we're th- meant to think that Obi-Wan believed it. But to me, it's a really fun thought of, what if he said it with such conviction as a kindness? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.